Hello again, you beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, a weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from a varying skill range. I will be your postmaster general for this episode. Andrew, with me, your run-of-the-mill postman, Keith. Hello. And of course, our paperboy, Liz. Hey guys. And this week, we're going over Keith's pick, which was Yoku's Island Express by Villa Gorilla Studios, which I love that studio's name because they always said at the beginning of the game. I was like, ah, it's pretty catchy. But this game is a 2D platformer pinball game, which was a really kind of interesting uh, twist. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Andrew, because that's why I picked this game. It's, like you said, it's something that's actually really unique. Seems like kind of a fun idea, and uh, figured why not. Yeah, I mean, it was it was something that you don't see too often. Uh, but Keith, why don't you tell us, was this a game or a pass for you? Uh, it's definitely a game. I would agree. I'm going to give it a game. Well, for me, this was a pass. I, Whoa! I know. I almost say <laughs> this is the first time it's like a pass for me. It's a game for you guys. I mean, the game is fine, but it just didn't do anything for me. But getting right into it, uh, first thing I guess we should start with, as we normally do, did you guys care at all for the story? Mm, well, there wasn't one. I mean, they kind of... No, there was. <laughs> they have their own little made-up story of you come to the island, you become the new postmaster. And uh, the, the island's dying, so you need to save it. And people keep giving you different things to do, so you're just going back and forth and going all over the place. And So I don't know, yeah, it didn't really seem very, like, cohesive, but, like, I don't know. I didn't mind it, but I didn't really have any interest in finding out more. See, for me, I thought the story was pretty awful. And I was trying to think, I was like, well, this story just, like, makes no sense. So I was actually trying to figure out if there was more to this story. And I kind of came to the conclusion that I think this game is about purgatory. I think <laughs> your character is someone who was terrible in life. And so he's now being sent to purgatory as a dung beetle. Because this entire game, you're not even pushing around a piece of poop. You're pushing around this marble that you're not even really pushing. You're attached to it. And then you start getting flung around by pinball machines and like your character doesn't look like it's really enjoying it. And you just, there's no context as to why you're coming to this island. So this is kind of why I feel like it's purgatory. And then as soon as you get there, the postmaster's like, I'm done with this place. Job's yours, kid, and just leaves. And so that I feel like also as your punishment, you're given the most mundane task of being like this postal worker. Well, no offense to actual postal workers, but like you're not even a real postal worker. You're just delivering junk mail. They're like, hey, here's letters. Just shove it in random boxes. So it's like you're not doing meaningful postal work. You're delivering packages that are like years old. So for me, I felt like this was kind of a symbolism to someone who's in purgatory. See, I think that's more interesting than the story. Like, I want to know more about like what you made <laughs> up. Yeah, I feel like it was just a very like generic, like, let's figure out a story in like five minutes because we have like the like what kind of game we want and what we want to include like the mechanics and all that but they didn't really care i feel like they didn't really care about the story well I, it, it was secondary it didn't need a story and that was you wasted far too much of your own breath for explaining purgatory i guess no because i have it, it, more it, theories as to why it's purgatory okay sure well and even your theory is broken anyways because the former postmaster was like a pterodactyl and i don't see how that fits into your whole purgatory thing but because he's getting no, out of purgatory that's why he flew away no that's dumb and you're wrong he really likes the game and he's already getting salty <laughs> no it's just that 
isn't even remotely close to what it is. It's just a indie developer that didn't have a lot of time to focus on a story. So what you might not know about this is, well, you may know that they're an indie studio, but they designed and built this game in a year. And interestingly enough, actually, they had to build their own engine for this game. They didn't run it on Unity, not Unreal. They built an engine from this ground up for this game. So it's kind of surprising. It is. I mean, to me, it kind of feels like a slightly better than a flash game, though. Um, I mean, sure, in some aspects, I, I, it's a two D platformer. You know, that's kind of always going to be the case. I think. Hey, but, yes, it's true. But no, not Ori. Well, no, you're for the most part. But I don't know. I I think it's just really interesting. I think it's just a tiny little studio, and they just gave you your generic. Hey, here's why you're here. And there's a bad guy, and focus on that, because they built this for the gameplay, not for the story. Which, I mean, like, I, I feel like there's a lot of games that we've talked about where it's, like, a small indie studio. But I don't really think that, I mean, there's so many video games out there. There's so much competition. I don't think there's really an excuse for that anymore. I mean, how there's so many games we've done that have been indie games. And I'm not saying it's a big deal with the story. I'm just saying, like, I feel like we always say, oh, it's a small indie studio. Like, we got to give them a pass on that. But it's, like... I think missing that so much that it's like, I don't think that there should be passes. There's so many games out there. You you could ask your buddy, hey, uh, I know you're not working on this game, but can you try to think of uh, some cool concepts for the story? Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, the story is, I mean, I feel like that's like something that is the easiest part. Like, you don't even have to like hire someone. Ask your mom. Be like, hey, mom, can you spend a week like trying to figure out like a cool, <laughs> cool story for this game? You know, and actually, I really agree with you with this, Liz, because for me, the biggest complaint I kind of have with this story is also, like, the title of the game. Like, there was no reason at all you have to be some sort of postal worker. That just – it had no context at all because when you get to the island, people don't really care that you're postmaster. Nobody cares if they get their package. The whole purpose of the story is you trying to save the god of the island that's been attacked. So it's like I don't get why they had this whole aspect of you being a postal worker. You could be a pizza delivery guy. Exactly. <laughs> you could have. I think you could have just made something even more interesting. Like heck, you could have been a sprite that was sent from a god to come help this island. Like it just something simple. But yeah, the story just makes no sense. That's why I felt like there was more hidden message to this game. And I feel like it's something that like you would see in a really bad kid cartoon. Like, just a random postal worker or something. Like, oh, the kid's not going to gonna care or notice that, like, there's a <laughs> random postal worker. It's fine. <laughs> I, I think you're just literally explaining yourself away from why there's no need for a story. Because this game didn't need a story. It didn't matter what the story was. It didn't matter what it was. I played this game for the gameplay, and I think that's really the biggest value in the game. So, with the gameplay, so as I kind of described, this game is a 2D platformer slash pinball game. Which, I really like the idea of this. So right off the bat, the only game I could ever think of that was like this, which I absolutely loved, was Sonic Spinball on the Sega Genesis. I loved that game. I had it as a kid, and I played I played that game so much. Did you but, ever beat that game? Because I don't think yes, I did. I, I did multiple times, because I loved that game a lot. I might have, but man, I, I remember that game, and it was so much fun. Sorry. It was so much fun, and it was, it was pretty difficult, which I liked. Because this game, Yoku's, has no difficulty at all. It's, it's so simple... So it's kind of relaxing because of that way. But for me, I just, I more just got kind of bored and frustrated with it but on how simple it was. Yeah, I, I definitely agree, especially if we're going to pull the comparison between the two. Like, they were vastly different games because, well, Sonic, Sonic Spinball was basically just a Sonic game with a pinball map. But that aside from it, it was, 
it, it was definitely harder, but I, I think a lot of games were harder back then in their own ways. That's true. But more importantly, yeah, I that was one of the things I think I liked a lot about this game is I felt like it was very accessible. It was just easy to pick up. It was relaxing. Even the hardest parts of the game, I didn't find myself getting too stressed out with. Yeah, it's because there was nothing really damaging. I felt like I, I was told... Andrew this and he disagreed with me but it has like a similar look and vibe to me as Ori which I understand some people might not see that but for me I just like the way that you move around and stuff I'm just reminded of it but unlike Ori I felt like it was a lot less frustrating even when you had to do things multiple times especially with the pinball I mean it wasn't like crazy precise where you needed to like really 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 try it still took a lot of attempts but I felt like for me it never got like oh my gosh, this needs to end. Like, But with Ori, I kind of felt like that. Like when you do like something 20 times and you finally get it. So I feel like with this, I actually just thought it was kind of chill. Like I actually like enjoyed relaxing and playing. Yeah, I think they share very similar game styles and the fact that they're 2D platformers. And I agree with you. I think it felt like that. I even think it... I don't know if I want to say it tried to be Ori, but in a way I think it did for reasons that I can get into later. But yeah, I think as a whole, it's it's far easier. Like you said, you don't die. There's literally no dying in this game. I, although I guess I don't know what happens. If you fall through the, the hole, I guess you will, of, of pinball, if you're picturing a pinball table, there's just some spikes, you lose a little bit, and then you come back of fruit, which is your currency in the game, and you move on. I don't know what happens if you run out of fruit, do you? Like if you get to zero no, fruit, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you don't die though. I I can't imagine you do just because I don't think you do because I when I you like activate the beehives. I think I got to zero when I did that at one point. Oh, you I know, could what be wrong. Right. Yeah, but I don't know if you can t- if like if you take damage at zero if it matters. But I highly doubt it, and it's you'd have to try to do it basically. Like the game isn't built for you to fail. So the reason why I kind of disagree with you guys is why this game is like Ori. Ori is an actual platformer in this game. You don't jump at all, and so you obviously traverse from these pinball paddles. But like that's kind of the only similarity between this and Ori is that you're kind of going up some well, platforms. For me, I, I said it was the look and feel of the game. Like it wasn't um, the way that you move around and stuff. I just like I don't know. I think it's because of the the multi layeredness of it. Like you're going underground, and then you can go up, and I don't know. There's just something about like the vibe of it. Ah, but <laughs> no, like, I don't. No. I, I see what Liz is saying. She's not saying like in terms of the gameplay. It's yeah. just. It, but I feel like you're just comparing it to any sort of two D platformer game. Yeah, but I do think the way that the map opens up and the way that it is, I can see where she's coming from at least. So the big kind of complaint that I was kind of saying with this game compared to Sonic Spinball, Sonic Spinball, I felt like was more trying to be a pinball game first and a platformer second. Well, this game is trying to be more of a platformer first in a pinball game second. So I hated the pinball mechanics in this game. I did not think they were precise at all. So when you play like Sonic Spinball, like your character legitimately just becomes basically a pinball and like you don't really control it, you just control the paddles. In this one, your character still can kind of move a little bit and I found it really frustrating. Like you couldn't do a lot of basic pinball mechanics, like the typical mechanic of where you hold the paddle up to keep your ball still and then let it roll down so you can do like a precise aim. You can't really do that with this game. And I felt like it was so hard to kind of aim your ball at all in any of the pinball games. You also couldn't do like a light hit. Your hits were always just like super strong. So there's a couple times where I'm like, all right, if I just tap my character a little bit over here, 
I just try to hit the, the controller slightly. Nope, the character still just blings across the map, and I completely miss where I'm trying to go. And so even though this game's easy, it just was so frustrating for me. Because I'm like, I'm trying to get in this one lane, and my character just keeps bouncing like any place, and I'm not trying to aim it. So for me, I felt like the pinball mechanics were just really awful. I noticed that too. The, like when you were talking about how like you could lift the paddle up and it would slow it down. Yeah, I noticed stuff like that too, which was really frustrating because I was like, oh, if this was just regular pinball. Well, you're right. I mean, I, I'm not going to try and tell you it's great pinball in that regards. I don't think it was that bad though. Um, I, like, like you said, it, I think it was really forgiving and Liz said it earlier. It wasn't super precise. Like there was very few shots. If anything, it was less about precision and more about speed. I found like for some of the harder challenges I had to do, like trying to just make sure I knew the right path to get there exactly the way that I needed to. Yeah. And I agree, but it was just like frustrating. Like I know the right path, but I can't get my character in that lane in time. And so like, there's just some moments that's just like, all right, I've been stuck in this area because my, my character just won't go through the right lane. So it's a little frustrating with that. And also too, I didn't get care. Good. I didn't get, I beat the game. I did get good. Yeah, but for me too, about it being too hard still. I also didn't care for any of like the pinball arenas. Like none of them stuck out to me. None of them I did. And I was like, that was fun. They all were very generic and bland and uninteresting to me. They had the same features, like the purple things that you had to get to unlock the door. So, uh, yeah, there wasn't really, there weren't many differences with them, which is a little bit boring. But I still had fun with it. I forgot how much I liked pinball. I'm not good at it, but I like it. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with you. And you're right. It's not like you're playing, you know, eight different pinball games. You're playing the same pinball game over and over again, and it's... And you're right. They tried to do the platformer first. I think, honestly, like I said, I I read an article about it just because I was trying to find something else about the game and I stumbled across it. Uh, But that's where I found out that they built their own engine for the game because I was reading an article or an interview with the developers. But they basically said, yeah, they wanted to design a game with a ball. I, I don't think they really designed it with a purpose was the understanding I got. It was like they started with one concept and then just built on it if that makes sense. Which I have a random question, like talking about how like you're dragging that marble around. Um, I I didn't finish the game I because I am really bad with navigating. Yesterday I spent a whole hour trying to figure out because I unlocked like a lot of the map. When you go to different places, the, um, the clouds disappear so you can see more of the map. And I knew I had to go up and I knew I had to go down, but I couldn't figure out how to go up or down. Like, uh, so it took me a really long time. But one thing that I unlocked was um, you can color the ball if you give a, someone a bobble. Is that what mm-hmm. it's called? And so I was wondering, were there cooler ones or were there just colors? No, they, there is a reason for those to kind of change your ball in different ways. But you really don't need to do it till about the end of the game. Oh, Yeah, okay. there's no real like perk or anything for doing it and then doing some of the arenas. Yeah, and I think, It was just to kind of access some areas later in the game. And I think there's only like three different colors you use yeah there is actually a good number of colors you can do um because once you start to get multiple you can dual color your ball so if you like start with green and then add in red i think it did it like a tomato or a strawberry or something so like there was ways you could make them look a little bit cooler but it didn't do anything other than to andrew's point of just opening up certain areas later in the game did you guys have that issue, though, where, like, did you guys ever get to a point where there was kind of only one way to go? 
but you couldn't figure out how to go yes. there. Because, like, that was... I mean, there were parts of the game where you have to unlock certain abilities in order to to do certain things. You have to go back in order to, like, do things that you couldn't have done previously. And so there were times where I'm like, am I missing, like, an ability or something? And then I would finally figure it out. But I just thought that was really frustrating. No, I, I fully agree. So I first agree, too, with your first statement of how kind of difficult it was to navigate. There was a couple times I was just like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go right now. Like, they kind of give you a general idea, like, hey, your objective is going to be in this area. And it's like, okay, cool. How do I get there? And as you're also saying to Liz, this game is kind of considered a Metroidvania style type of game where you unlock an ability. Then when you go back to areas you've been to, you can probably use something to traverse it a little bit more. But I felt like any kind of ability you were getting in this game only kind of made you, it basically only gave you an ability just to use as a traversal ability. I never felt like it altered the gameplay, which I thought was really kind of a miss. Because, yeah, you kind of get the ability to get these slugs that cause explosions, but it's just like this quick thing. All right, there's a rock here. I just blow that up. That's the extent of the ability. Or you learn to swim. Yeah, you learn to swim. That's just used for traversal, though. You get um, a leash that lets you hook onto flowers, but it just didn't do much for the actual gameplay. It just was more of a ways to kind of traverse and explore but not actually add new dynamics to the gameplay. Unlike Ori, when like Ori, you got like new abilities, it added to the combat and different mechanics to it. So to me, that was just kind of frustrating. Ori had combat, in all fairness, if you're going to talk about adding combat changes to the game, but I do, I do agree. I mean, it wasn't, like you said, it, I don't know. It, It didn't add a lot of interesting things to it, but I think, like I said, if you take out combat from Ori, well, everything you would have gotten would have been traversal, would it not have? Just kind of the nature of it? I mean, I guess. Like, what other part of a gameplay would there be? If there's no combat, you have to traverse. Thank you. That's my point. You're complaining (laughs) about traversal being the only thing when traversal was literally the only thing No, but I mean, like, like, when you're in the pinball, like, when you're in a pinball section, any of those abilities you're getting, you're not using in the pinball section. If it is, it's something just super quick. Like, it's not like you're not doing anything kind of unique or different with the gameplay in the pinball section. It's just ways for you to kind of travel certain parts of the map. Yeah. And to me, it's just, it's shallow. Ish. I mean, sure. I guess if you're going to put it that way, you do use the exploding slugs a little bit in the pinball area, but sure. But it's just to open a doorway. Like, it's just something very minor. It's not like a cool mechanic of, like, bouncing off of something or roping to one area to another area. Then, like, there's no kind of skill to it. It's just very shallow. Sure. That's what I'm saying. I guess. Which, speaking of traversal, what did you guys think of the fast travel? Because I had mentioned, like, the beehives earlier. I thought it was so awful. You, un- <laughs> you unlock them. You have to pay 100 fruit. And then there's different lines that you can that you can um, unlock. But they're not connected. So you have to just keep unlocking them. And sometimes you'll see, like, a post where you know that you'll there's a beehive there. But you haven't unlocked the area where you can activate it. So it's like, oh, I need to get up there, but I have to figure out where the beehive is. So I don't know if you noticed, Liz, but while you're in the middle of being transported through the beehive, you can actually stop where you are and just drop down. So there's certain areas you can only access by being in the middle of the beeline and then just dropping out. Oh. But I thought the fast travel system was next to useless. I, I didn't feel like it covered enough areas. It did make it a lot faster because the map is pretty big, but it took me an embarrassingly long time to figure out that left trigger 
was going left. Yeah. Right trigger was going right. Because I was like, how do I switch over? And I was like, you know, using like the D-pad and stuff. And I was like, this does not make any sense. And then when I finally figured out, I felt like the biggest idiot. <laughs> I will no, agree. It, it this, threw me off. Yeah, the game doesn't give you a lot of tutorial, but there's also so few mechanics that it almost doesn't matter. You can kind of figure it out pretty easily. I I agree with you, Andrew, that the traversal or the fast travel it's not great by any means. I don't think it was bad. I actually thought once I figured out like when I when I started to get the map down, I was able to get around really quickly using the beelines actually. It wasn't my favorite cuz I actually had to act on it every like I want to fast travel, let's push a button, you know, take a sip of my drink, eat a handful of chips or something. Yeah. But this was like you had to be an active participant in it. So that's what I didn't like about it, but I thought it was fine, and the map wasn't all that big either if you needed to get from one area to the other without it. So, I don't know. It wasn't, but you would still have to kind of redo some pinball areas to just kind of get to access to certain areas. And, like, that was just a little annoying sometimes. Which I wish that you didn't have to redo the pinball. Like, you could just have, like, an, another route. Yeah. Like, once you completed it, it's like, why do I have to... And especially if they were connected to, like, other pinball areas it's like really some areas let you open up like a route there's like a rock you could probably push or like a little log you can push over that makes like a little bit of a shortcut but it wasn't always perfect no there was yeah there wasn't a ton of them but there was there was a good chunk of them. most of them were like under in the underground area where the beelines didn't run i agree with you though keith like i i do wish there was just kind of like push a button kind of fast travel but since they did go with the beeline fast travel system the one thing i do like about this game there is no load times. Like, I I don't think there's even one in the beginning. Every once in a while, if you go a little bit fast, I would maybe get, like, a two-second load time. And it was just, like, a quick icon in the corner. But I did like that there was just, like, no load times in this game. That was really nice. There is something else that I wanted to mention that really frustrated me. And that is saving the game. So... Whenever you go over a flower, it saves the game, which isn't that bad. But if you're in a section, like you're in like the caves or something, and you just do a pinball thing, and you're like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get going. You can't save the game. You have to finish that section. And I thought that was really annoying. The first time I played it, it didn't save my game at all, which I didn't play that much, so it's fine, whatever. But then afterwards, I realized that I felt like whenever I had to do something, I was at the worst spot in the game. Because I'd have to play for another 10 minutes and I couldn't save it. Did you guys agree? I just, I mean, why can't you manually save it and have the flowers? I had it happen to me once where I wasn't paying good attention and I signed off the game and I came back. And I was like, I swore I had done more than this. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't, it didn't bother me that much because I never found like I was really all that far from a save point. Or if I was, if I was in the middle of something. None of them made you go through long stretches, I guess, without a save that, I don't know, I didn't feel like I would lose much either. I didn't feel like it was much of an issue for me, too. Granted, the way I played this game, the game's not very long. I think I did it in, like, four or five play sessions. It's yeah. This game's maybe, I don't know, five, six hours long. It's, uh, maybe a little bit longer. It's not too long. Well, that's sad, because I'm far from the end. <laughs> I played well over five or six hours. <laughs> Yeah, so I never really felt like I lost much of my playtime if I ever signed off, because I did feel like there was quite a bit of flowers, but sometimes they were kind of hard to spot, so you would maybe... Well, I'm more talking about, like, for instance, when you're going to the mountains, and you have to get all, like, the sootlings and stuff, if you're, like, halfway through that, and you're like, I don't want to have to redo that pinball 
area or whatever. That's when it was, when you're like just going around the map and you're like out in the open, there's tons of flowers, but it's when you're in the middle of doing something that you can't stop. Yeah. Like a, like a big event, I guess. No, I and I get what you're saying. I just, I don't think either though, like like you said, the you have to collect what, five siblings? And like, I don't know, it, it took me maybe 10 minutes to do that whole sequence the, the time I did it. So if I had to stop halfway through, I don't feel like I would have lost a ton of progress another thing i want to ask you guys i don't know if you did any of them liz but uh what did you guys think of the boss fights so there's three in this game and i felt like the first two were pretty similar and i thought the final boss fight was super boring and uninteresting (laughs) yeah it was it was really kind of an afterthought i yeah i don't know they were which is it which was, is sad i felt it, like there was a perfect time to kind of mix things up and do something really cool or interesting but yeah i thought they were an afterthought too no and i like i agree i think there could have been a lot of ways where they could have if they had really like honed in on the pinball where it's like you know you got to go up this path a certain number of times and that does this and i think one of the fights did that where you'd have to take a path first and then that would open the boss to be hit but it, it was fairly weak um, i'm not gonna lie are they pinball yeah. Yeah. Oh. So you didn't get to any of them? I assume not. <laughs> Which I mean, you might have you... and you not even realize it because they weren't – because the first boss, I don't even know if you see a monster, do you? Yeah. There's there's two – the two first bosses you see is a giant – one's a giant spider and the other one is – it's called the Screech which honestly looked like – also looked like a spider. So yeah. <laughs> they were both pretty similar. And then the final boss, I mean I won't – Spoil kind of who the final boss is because it's kind of a twist. But the final boss was just you stay in a middle paddle and if you just keep timing yourself right, you just keep hitting the boss and that's all. If you ever got hit by the boss, he literally would throw you into a section that was just annoying. So their punishment to be hit with the final boss was to annoy you because it would walk you in this little room and you would try to have to hit your character and down one of the lanes to exit this little room. And to me, it's just like, well, this is just annoying. (laughs) Like... So I, I really did not like the final boss. Did you have to do all like the little side quests, like delivering the overdue packages and stuff? Or did you guys just focus on the main story? Because I'm just blown away that you guys finished it in so, so little time. <laughs> no, you don't have to complete the side stuff. You can just do the missions. Uh, there's one side stuff you kind of have to because even when you defeat the final boss, it's not considered the true ending. The true ending um, is when you collect all the little wickerlings, which are the little root-looking guys, and then you wake up a god. That is the true final ending of the game. Oh, well, that's kind of crappy because it's like, I mean, if you're not focusing on that, I don't know that you need them all. Luckily, this game has a lot of collectibles, but the nice thing is a majority of the collectibles can be revealed. There's ways for you to buy maps and stuff that will actually show you the locations of stuff, which I really like. I like a game that has collectibles, but there's a way for you to easily collect them. And luckily, this game does it. So, yeah, even if you are kind of missing them, you can still kind of go back and get them with oh, not, not too much too difficulty. Bad, yeah, and realistically, too, they actually don't make, or it's not, like, a ton of collectibles. It's not one of those games where there's, you know, 150 of every single thing you have to collect. I think each one has a max of, like, 40 that you need to collect, and there's only about three of them. Wickerlings, I think, were 100. The chests, I think, were, like, 20. And then, I don't know about the gold scarabs. That was the only one that didn't really have any reveal on them. But another thing I really kind of want to talk about that I thought was really odd in this game, and that's the music. To me, the music went from pretty good to really bad. <laughs> yeah, it went from like whimsical, kiddish, fun, and yeah. then there was this song that played, 
And I swear, this song was on an episode of Walker, Texas Ranger. Like, it was an early 90s, like, like, cop beat. Like, I don't, I don't know. But it was, I, it reminded me of the early 90s. And I swear, it, there, it was on a show, something like Walker, Texas Ranger or something. But just, like, the, the change in the music was really odd. It was. Because, like, as soon as you start off, you get this nice kind of upbeat tropical music with, like, DJ scratches in it, which... That was a little weird, but I was like, okay, I can I can kind of get along with this music. And then you go to like a rain section, and it, the music was just like really like monotonous and just it would put me to sleep. I'm like, what is this song? But the final boss music I thought was awesome. They did this really cool jazz song with it, and I was like, this is actually a really cool song. So basically, the island music and the final boss music I thought was good. Anything else, I was like, this music is kind of annoying. I did the not care for beehive it. Beehive noises were really annoying when yeah. you were traveling. Oh, that was obnoxious. I didn't even notice that. But I... (laughs) Oh, gosh, it's the feather all over again. But but I did did notice the music. And, yeah, it's such some weird choices. See, so the first, or, like, the opening music, I thought it kind of sounded like a Pixar movie. A little bit. Yeah, I could just see, I don't know. Like Liz said, like, very cartoony, very, like, happy, kiddish. But I thought it the one that was weird, and I think this is the one you're talking about, Andrew, with like the watery section or whatever, it got this weird was like techno vibe to it. Kind it of, just but it was slow. Yeah, it's like it slow was, techno. Well, so I actually I went back and I was listening to some of the music just by itself today, because I had some free time at work. And that one in particular definitely bothered me. But it also had like it was like techno jazz. Because there was definitely some horns and stuff in there, too. It was it was really odd, I will say. But for the most part, I think you can beat the game in enough time that it doesn't get too repetitive. And if it does, just shut it off. But I don't think it's at least that offensive that it, it's, I don't know, bothered me. But it wasn't I thought there. it was more interesting. Like, it kind of kept me on my toes. I was like, oh, what, what's going to play next? It is another one of those games like Ori, though, that I'm fairly certain they, if they didn't necessarily write it themselves, I think, you know, it's original, obviously, to the game. No, it's definitely original because I remember seeing through the end credits, they said, hey, you can basically get our soundtrack on any music player, which sure enough, I looked up. It is on Spotify and I didn't realize this, but there's 14 songs in this game. I can only think of three, maybe. (laughs) I found the I found the YouTube video and it's like 50 minutes long. I gotta look these up and find the song that made me reminisce of the '90s, cause I'm I really want to know now. Yeah, I the one I will say the one that drove me absolutely bonkers was it was actually one of the ones towards the beginning was the weird like laugh track in the background. We were just going to be like, rah, 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 rah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I was like, what are you talking about? But then as soon as you made that noise, it's like, yeah, I remember that noise. It was oh, annoying. It happened so often, and I was just like, oh gosh, make it stop. <laughs> but that aside, yeah, I don't. Most of the music didn't really bother me. I would say. So even though the music's like kind of all over the place, what did you guys at least think of the art style of this game? I thought, I thought it was, it was good. cute. Yeah, actually, <laughs> no, I like that description because it wasn't like anything that was like, "Wow, look at these graphics! This is incredible." But it did one of those that it did have one of the features that I like about two D games. We talk about it all the time, not to a huge degree, but it has a little bit of layering to give it itself a. A tiny bit of 3D texturing. But yeah, it's just kind of cartoonish and it's bright and, and colorful. So for me personally, I didn't care too much for the graphics. Like, they were fine, 
but I didn't think much of the environments were like like eye popping, interesting, or anything like that. They were just based generic kind of island, generic wood, generic cave, generic island, like mountaintop. So I didn't care too much for kind of the art styles and like how the environments looked. But I will say I actually liked the character designs though. I actually thought the populations, like the various animal creatures on this island, actually thought were really cool. Like some of them were kind of cute and cuddly. Some of them were kind of these weird slug looking monsters. So I actually loved the character designs of this game. And I also loved kind of the voice acting that they did with it. Like any of the um, Skull Gang members always had this weird kind of gargly mouth noise. I don't know how to describe it, but I always loved kind of their yeah. voice that they had. See, I disagree slightly because especially with the mountaintops, there was like the certain area that had... I, they were like, I don't know what kind of berries they were, but they were like the red winter berries and stuff. And I don't know. I just thought that the the different elements and things, I thought it was really nice. I enjoyed looking at it. But I also wanted to mention that there was something in the way that you move, which is like slightly off topic, but you, you kind of moved like an old man's journey in some points where in order to get up, you had to go over and then you had to like... The way oh, that the land went over, you'd have to go all the way over and then go up like that. I know what you're saying. Yeah. I... Oh, yeah. I know what you're just. I'm mining it with my hands. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> well, no, it, well, in particular, I think I don't know. Maybe the best way to describe it is because you don't have a way to jump or choose the layers. Yeah, you kind of if you have the two intersecting hills, you'll cross the crossing point of the two mountains and then you can roll back to the other side of it or whatever but yeah so it did kind of have a little bit of 3d-ishness in that too but you don't see it i guess i mean but one of the issues kind of too that i have with the graphics is like for this island to me even though there's like a lot of kind of characters in this island i don't feel like this island feels lived in because even too you're you're delivering mail to these random mailboxes but there's no houses with them they're just a mailbox in the middle of the woods so for me, like, that's just kind of a, I thought it was a weird design with this game. They could have added some fun talking points or have, like, some sassy characters. I mean, well, some of them were a little sassy, but... I mean, the, I mean snow, is... the sun bunnies were kind of sassy. They were racist. They but hated it... the suitlings for no reason. Yeah, but I just think, I guess that I, I should have phrased it as, I think they could have made it more funny. Yeah. I feel like adding some jokes and stuff would have added a lot. Oh, I think so, too. But one of the best things I think about this game is this game is fantastic if you're an achievement hunter. Keith, why don't you tell everyone how we did with the achievements? Uh, so Aaron, Drew, and I, I guess you could say crushed it. We both only missed one achievement, and which Andrew was mentioning earlier, the Golden Scarabs. You have So the Golden Scarabs, if you... Uh, think back in you know the old like just any old pinball table there there'd be you know a certain path if you take that it lights up every time you do it and you'd have to do it five times or whatever well similarly here they have that aspect except it fills up this little scarab scarab kind of explodes gives you a bunch of fruit for money um and yeah but there's a, a achievement for doing all of those scarabs so if you haven't played this yet and you're listening to it and you want a thousand the game just make sure you're paying attention to those along every time you see them otherwise don't worry about it and you can still get 970 points liz even i know you said yeah do that great or you didn't think you're that far in the game you still got 460 points off this so yeah that's without even beating the game yeah, I get easily distracted with the side quests, and then I got lost, and I couldn't figure out how to go up. So, I mean, it took me a long time to get to that whatever yeah, percentage. Yeah, no, I mean, you got, you got almost half the achievements but, without even beating the game. So that, I think, 
really locks in Andrew's point. It's great for achievements because you don't even have to beat the game to get a good chunk. Yeah, I, I remember when I was playing this game, like you first told me that it was easy for achievements. And I was like, yeah, I'm not even going to look at the achievements. And then sure enough, like I'm almost done with the game. And I was like, oh, okay. I pretty much have all the achievements because <laughs> I wasn't even trying to go for any of them. But a majority of the achievements are to collect all the chests, collect all the uh, wickerlings. But as I said, they kind of show you the locations on the map if you get the, the like seeker for them. So it makes it pretty easy. And yeah, it was nice getting a nice gamer score this year, this week from it. Which I should, I should say that I, although I did struggle with it a little bit, it's very accessible. Like, it's not a hard game. I'm just so bad with navigation. <laughs> but less exciting, I suppose. But, you know, I like a game that gives us some stats, so I like to try and pull them up if I can. Some of them aren't entirely accurate because it says I haven't collected all the wickerlings, and I have. Well, you know there's actually in-game stats too, but it's not in the most convenient location. Um, there's a character that you free... And he says, my job is to give you pointless information. That is right. And so he tells you, like, how many fruit you collected, how many times you've rolled, how many times you've done this. But it's not, like, a nice-looking interface to kind of see all your stats, though. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, I mean, either way, I think the ones that are probably at least close to accurate are going to be fruit collected, which Andrew beat all of us by a lot. He had almost 6,000 fruits collected. I had nice. just over 5,000. Uh, Liz. Oh, wow. Sorry, I really crushed you. Eh, 5870, 5185. But yeah, about 700. Um, Liz, you're like almost 2,000 behind me, so that existed. Participation thousand. You did. No, you did pretty good. <laughs> I'll pat myself on the back for that. Uh, but my favorite one is the noisemaker honks. Andrew did beat me in this one, too, because apparently he just didn't lay off his honker. Uh, okay, actually, that's probably my favorite part of this game. You get a little noisemaker, and I just loved matching that thing. As my character's flying around, it's just blowing this horn. I, lo- I actually thought that was really funny. It is. It's just a, that little party of them. Which is, yeah, that's the, that's a good way to put it. Um, but yeah, Andrew had over 2,000. I had 1,900, <laughs> and then Liz with 378. Did you even have fun with this game, Liz? Jeez. It's pretty loud. I noticed, too, like if I hit it like a couple times the baby would start to stir, too. So I tried not to hit it. <laughs> well, you know what? TV's volume can be lowered. Mm, well, I know, but I was listening to the music because every single week I say, oh, I didn't really pay attention to the music. So this week I was going to pay attention to the music. <laughs> but uh, and Also, I thought it was kind of annoying. I thought it was like fun seeing the, the flash of colors, but I just, oh, hearing a horn? No, thank you. When I was doing it, you were chuckling. Yeah, that's because it's the first time I heard it. But after you like <laughs> after you a hear thousand it over times, and over, yeah. Like, no, thank you. No, I did over two thousand times. <clears throat> but I guess getting to our final score, Keith, why don't you tell us what did you think of this game? So, I, I just think this is an all-around really fun game. It's not my favorite game I've ever played. It's I, I wouldn't you know be jumping up and down from the rooftops to tell somebody about it. But I thought it was a ton of fun. It's not very long. Great achievement score. Yeah, it's the graphics are, yeah, the music's, yeah. Uh, I think I'd have to give it a solid, like, 78. I thought you would give this game so much more than that. No, because, again, I I, I know I said a lot of good things about it, but I've, I'm not over here, like, glowing over the game like I have with games that I score higher. I don't know. Yeah, I just, no. I, 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 thought no, it was, I was, I was I just surprised. Was just a, I'm, not, I'm not judging you. I just thought I'm it was a surprised. really good game, and... I was actually kind of torn because it was such an accessible game that I had a lot more fun with it. But there were some things like the lack of story and 
repetitiveness and things like that. But I, I think I'm going to give it an 80. I almost wanted to give it an 85 because I did think it was a lot of fun towards the end. But yeah, I think I'm going to give it an 80. So as I said at the beginning, for me, this this game was a pass. It just It just didn't do too much for me. I do think this game is incredibly relaxing. If you're looking for just something simple, you don't really have to focus on too much. I think this game does a good job of that. It's nice achievement score. You know, it's the game plays. You're not trying crazy skills to like beat this game at all. But that being said, it just, it made me miss Sonic Spinball. And I was kind of hoping this game would kind of fill that void. But the pinball mechanics I just thought were really lackluster. The story I thought was just really all over the place. The music I thought was all over the place. So for me, it just it just didn't do too much. Like, I felt like I was more dragging myself along playing this game because it was like, ah, you know, got to talk about this game, so I got to have experience with this game. But yeah, by the end of it, I was I was ready to be done. But luckily, this game isn't too long, so it didn't overstay its welcome. For me, I'm probably I'm gonna give it a solid seventy. It's it's not a bad game, but I definitely wouldn't touch it again. Which, looking at the Xbox Metacritic, we're, we're kind of in that ballpark. Critics gave it an 83, and users gave it a 7.6. But looking through the comments, I could not really find any that were super negative. I think, like, 7 or 6 were was the lowest for, for users. And it went to the different platforms, too. And I feel like everyone either really liked it, or they were like, it's okay. Yeah. And I feel like that's what this, this game is. It's fine. There's no major complaints. Yeah. I, I dare say it's not for adults, if I'm honest. I, I almost think it could be a good game for kids. And yeah. maybe, and, and, and maybe that's why it's not as much because, yeah, it's a, it's accessible. But I don't know. I thought, it, like I said, I thought it was very much a, a good game. But anyways. I feel like even Mario Kart is more adult than this. Because Mario Kart, you can get some rage in that. This oh, yeah. game, there's, there's no you rage. You fall off and die, yeah. <laughs> Well, no, I got rage from frustration from not being able to get my character in the lane I wanted him to go in. But is it, like, Mario Kart rage when your wife is, like, beating you? Like, just doing laps around you? Well, I wouldn't know because she never beat me. I still think it's funny. I definitely have. I think it's funny to imagine you getting angry over that, Andrew, because you stay so much more calm in video games than I do. And I never once got really any rage in this game. (laughs) I was just like, eh. Yeah, well, because, like I was saying, I didn't feel like there was proper skill and, like how you're hitting your character because there's no light hit or like medium hit it was always just one power level yeah i feel like you really don't like repetition like i, like, I don't i like some repetition I'm, I'm kind of picky about it but you i feel like you don't like it at all i think that's why i play so many video games because i'm like all right get more to this on to the next but anyway <laughs> unless i really like it like sea of thieves but anyway i think that's gonna do it for us this week uh thank you all so much for listening uh please come join us on xbox live at our xbox club we are GPGB Pals. We also have a Twitter at GPGB Pod. We also have an email if you want to write us a letter. We are at GamePassGrabBag at gmail.com. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Andrew. You can follow me on Xbox Live at Firebird01952. I also have a Twitter with that name, and my mix is the same name as well. So, yeah, come on by and say hi. And I am still Keith. Listen, now you go. Where can people find you? He doesn't want to be They found, can find me online. They can go back and listen to our old episodes. Okay, little fluffy. <gasps> and I'm Liz the Noob, gamertag Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz the Noob. Noob is E-W. Man, I felt like we wrapped up so quick for once. I feel like we generally bicker in this area. <laughs> I just, I wanted to, Never. I, I just wanted to get to the point, you know? You know where to find me. 
Alright, but thank you all so much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and we hope you guys join us again next week. Bye, guys. Peace out.